0: Call in with your questions to real estate
2: expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results.
3: I'm gonna go out and buy a house.
0: Here she
2: is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Good morning and welcome to Red Hot Real Estate on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. But this morning, right now, we're doing real estate. I am Sonny. I am sitting in for Miss Shannon. Uh, if you'd like to call in on the show, the number is 651-641-1071. It does not matter. Any real estate question you have, 651-641-1071. I have Mimi Shoneman. As well as Phil Olson in with me today. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. All right. So first we got to get the business out of the way. Phil, please let us know your MLS number.
3: It is MLS 238-103-Branch 928-8590. And company NMLS 150953. And you a lot of people might be asking the question, what are those numbers? Yeah,
2: what is a number? Those
3: are federal licenses that I have to hold. And if somebody wanted to check me out online to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm I'm doing Legit. the right doing the right thing mm-hmm. for people. They can check those numbers out.
2: So are you
4: saying that somebody out there might be trying to sell mortgages and not have a number?
3: Uh, Hmm. Possibly, but more than likely not (laughs) because we're so highly regulated. So
2: if you're legit, then you got that long, weird number. Correct. (laughs) All right, so word on the street is you guys had a very, very heavy, heavy topic last week, and we are doing a continuation of that this week. Is that, is that correct? Well, we, we have so much to talk about, and then, of course, our listeners, I just got to
4: tell our listeners, we are. I can't even tell you how you made my day last Sunday, <laughs> and you made Animal Arc's Day, too, raising $160 for oh, them wow. just because you called and said, Phil looks pretty. Um, and he did, you know.
3: <laughs> so. Now today I'm dull.
4: Wait yeah. a minute. Did well, you, guys- you, you got, I don't know. Did that like bother you that we were telling you were pretty? No. Did you guys <laughs> post
2: any pictures?
4: Yeah, we posted, oh, okay. Hope okay. posted a picture. He okay. was looking very festive in his bright clothes. So okay. awesome. I'll tell you, Phil says, no, we're not doing it again. But I'm going to tell you, we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if anybody calls today, again, I'll do $10 for every call that says Phil looks pretty. So good if, cause. and it's going straight to Animal <laughs> Ark. And we had their walk yesterday. And that was really, really great. And we were so blessed that the rain and the thunder held off for the whole walk. And so there were lots of good people out there, a couple of great food trucks, and we had some good barbecue, Ooh. all that kind of good stuff. So thank you for everyone who came out for the walk, uh, especially the people who came and braved the weather because we didn't know mm-hmm. it was really windy and cold, but we, we still did
2: it. And, and it was a wonderful cause. All right, great so cause. If, if, thank pe- you. if people want to get to know you, I like, I want to do this continuously, how can they contact you both?
3: Uh, They can reach me at 651-238-6748. My email is phil at callphilolson.com.
2: And you can
4: always just message the show page here. Uh, Keyword is Red Hot, but the phone is 651-578-2218 and Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. All right, what are we doing today? What are we talking about? Well, Phil, um, let's start talking about uh, the next piece on our list.
3: Well, the next piece really, really starts with A client owns a starter home that they purchased maybe three, four years ago as single with no kids. And next thing you know, they start a family, and they start filling up this house. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they're going, okay, we have no more room. Mm -hmm. What do we do? And right now, currently, I'm representing a client that just called me here yesterday. And same exact scenario, but a little bit different spin They their children now are to the point where they're going to get into school and they've decided that they want to be in a specific part of the metro. Okay. So, Mimi, how does that how does that kind of look like? How does that how does that situation start?
4: Okay, so a lot of times you get kids, you know, you're you've started a family and you have no idea how much how many things that another human, even though they're a little human, Mm -hmm. how much you've got to have for them. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing you know, one bedroom turns into a nursery and then there's another bedroom that turns into the playroom. And then another room that turns into, I don't even know, storage. And then you're like, all of a sudden, your two to three bedroom starter home, it it becomes like a bomb, right? right. And it's like, oh, I, I can't even turn around here and get right. my sanity. What right. I don't know what to do. And you're thinking, well, there's baby number two or three coming soon. And so then that puts people in the frame of mind. Well, I need to figure this out. This is just not working. Um, we've got to start looking for a different solution. And then people start looking They call me or they call you, Phil, and Mm -hmm. they say, help me get approved. What's what what I need to do first? Well, the first thing that you always need to do is to talk to Phil and get yourself pre-approved and see. And then we will run a CMA, which is a market analysis on your current home. And we'll find out what we believe that the house will sell for today. And so, with that information, Phil can then run the numbers on what you would be pre-approved for, and look at your credit and see what what's what on the credit. Tell people what you see on the
3: credit. Oh well, I see all kinds of things on credit, and, and believe it or not, folks, uh, I've, I've represented clients that actually started working with the real estate agent first, and then they find the house, and then they call me and they say they need a pre-approval. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few times where I've had to call them and say, folks it's not going to work
2: Put the carriage before the... Uh, they, they, they <laughs> are basically
3: putting the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And you know, Mimi talks about what a CMA is. Uh, it's a market analysis folks that really looks at previous sales here in the last six months in a geographical area close to your home mm-hmm. that we're trying to get what's called an apple to apple comparison. And sometimes people will look at a neighbor's house and they'll say, well, that house is selling for $270,000. Thousand dollars, and they go. My house is just like that, and to find out it isn't, you know, the basement's not finished. Theirs is finished. They got one more bedroom. They've got five hundred more square feet off the back of the house. They've got a four season porch. So a CMA really, what it does for the consumer is it breaks out a rural setting. Your CMA could go out as far as maybe twenty or even on a river, because what you want to do is you want to compare the homes. And you try and to find homes that are almost as similar to yours. So you can then determine what is your high and your low. Okay. Understand an appraisal. You're always the appraiser's always going to appraise the home in the middle of the high and the low okay. based
2: Thanks on nice. that
3: based on the comparable sales. Right. Now, that doesn't mean if if the high and low, the middle is two hundred and fifty thousand. That doesn't determine how much equity you have in the home. Because that's the key, because now people are going to, mm-hmm. what's realistic? Where Where are these revenues that we're going to use for the down payment? Depending on what the down payment is, that's really going to determine the type of different programs that I'm going to be able to offer to that specific consumer.
1: Right.
4: So let's talk a little bit about something that you've mentioned before called recasting.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: How would that work for somebody in this particular situation?
3: Well, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times over here, probably the last two months. A buy first, sell second situation is is the type of situation you want to have when, you, when you're when you in a don't have 20% to put down so they don't have to pay private mortgage and take those revenues from the equity of the sale and then they can pay down that mortgage and actually reduce their payment.
2: So basically make sure you have enough money to make well, the next step. It,
3: correct. I mean, it, there's so many different scenarios. And for me to be able to, it, it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And when you've got hundreds and hundreds of different programs and, and over a hundred different lenders you can work with, and they all have different guidelines, right. they all have different type of overlays. That's where my job comes into play, specific lender. Mm-hmm. And at what rate, what term, what's the payment, those types of things.
4: Right. Well, let's talk about a little bit about the people who are getting married mm-hmm. and they, they're wanting to buy a property okay Mm -hmm. to get their life started and so because of the prices have escalated so fast and so furious here in your your townhomes but you've got to factor in the homeowners association fee Mm -hmm. and you also have to factor in emergencies like what happens if i get them but the association won't allow pets you know i'm of the point and this is my philosophy because of how i feel about animals i will never live someplace that won't let me have my animal i will live Mm -hmm. in my car before I will do that. So that's my personal perspective, but you also have to plan about that stuff. You know, if the, if you found some place, you've gotta be think, thinking about that and be right. be purposeful where your animal's gonna go if that place won't allow it. Right. And Phil, you and I, I think both are of the philosophy that the investment is stronger in a single family home versus those two other options.
3: By far, Fick, condo association. Now, another thing that people don't understand is that some condo associations will not allow consumers to use it is say a VA program or an FHA program or a government for the federal government to review their financials, and also there's some associations where you couldn't buy a home in the association as an investor because there's too many because there's too many rentals already within the association, mm. so you get a lot of restrictions. Yeah.
4: So when we come back, we're going to continue talking about this and so
2: much more. And so be sure and call us with your questions. Yeah, 651-641-1071. This is the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I'm Sonny. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. And I'm joined with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson. And we are digging into the details of a bunch of different (laughs) real estate
4: scenarios today. So when Phil says that real estate is like a puzzle, he's not kidding. Um, And so... (laughs) We don't look at all of our clients as cookie cutter. We don't look at you the same. You don't walk in and you're like, oh, we've seen a million other people just like you. No, you are unique. You're completely unique and your scenario is unique, um, just like your DNA. And so these are some of the scenarios that we see on a regular basis of where we're able to help people, right, Phil?
3: Exactly. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the number of times I have clients come into my office and I might start off my discussion with them is tell me, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your short-term, long-term goals? And by me finding out that information, that helps me be able to put together a specific mortgage program that would be specific to that individual based on their financials, based on their credit.
2: If you have have questions, please call in 651-641-1071. It does not matter the real estate question. No,
4: it doesn't. Or mortgage.
3: Mortgage,
2: for sure. Um, So we just want to wrap up
4: what we were talking about last break about the FHA qualified building. So I... I think that when I first meet with folks and they're saying, well, my program is FHA or I'm a VA buyer, what that means is those are government loan programs and not every seller will accept that type of financing. And the biggest thing that I think surprises people is not every building, like if you're looking at condos or townhomes, not every building will allow that type of financing too. And so we have to screen for that. But let's just say that you found a building, you're an FHA buyer, you get into the building, you buy the house. So you make the assumption, I'm probably only going to be here for two or three years because I'm upwardly mobile person. I'm going to probably move across the country back and forth a few times if that building decides that they're not going to renew their FHA approval and they just let it lapse or expire, then that building changes. Correct. Or, or if your building exceeds what they consider the right number of rentals and you have it in your mind, well, I'm just going to rent it. Well, what if they disallow that? Or the HOA board says, we are too many rentals and we're not allowing it anymore. And then you're put on a waiting list and then you you just have to you know just have to deal with it mm-hmm. or you have to sell it and let a conventional or cash buyer buy it um, what happens if your building gets to be too heavily rented um it, it's a it's a risk it's a red flag for it's a lot a of people a huge red
3: flag because in a down in a downturn economy uh the rental market gets hit probably the hardest for the investors and i when i went through it here about 8 years ago I saw a lot of investors decide just to let their properties go because a lot of them were upside down. Right. So that's something you, as somebody that's going to buy a townhome or a condo, need to be concerned with. I think another concern is if you're looking at the property as just a, a pure investment, something that you want to build equity and you're going to use that money for retirement in a, in a downturned economy or housing market downturn. Your townhomes and condos get hit the hardest, but in upward market like we have right now, the townhomes and condos are only appreciating at about half the rate of a single family residence.
4: Right. And so as an example of that, we were working with a, a new client and they were in love with a beautiful condo. And I will give you it was phenomenally gorgeous on a beautiful setting. But it had not appreciated not one dime. In mm. fact, it was still under, even today, what they had already paid for it. And so this property had been on the market for 60 days or more. And it's beautiful, right? So you're saying to yourself, what the heck is going on? So then you dig into it a little further. You run the numbers about the building. Well, it's just not appreciating the same. And it's not allowing you. So what does that mean? Well, days on market in this, in this environment right now are low. You don't see things staying on the market for much more than, you know, two weeks or so, mm-hmm. unless there's something else going on. So what we determined was that property was still overpriced. Mm-hmm. Seller wanted to get more for it than what the market would bear. And you see that a lot in upper end condos. So, you know, that's just something for our listeners to think about. We want to position you. It's not like we don't want you to have what you want to have. We want you to make smart choices so that in five years you're set up for success.
3: I think even with the, the, I know the exact scenario you're talking about right now, Mimi, I believe the association fee was like $350 a month as well on that that specific property. Which
4: isn't even outrageous really for a a fine high-end condo, but it's still higher than what you can find on a townhome.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when I price out a co- town home condo or a single family, I find out that the consumer can buy normally about twenty to twenty five thousand dollar more single more home a single family than they can with a condo because you have to incorporate that association fee mm. within the total monthly payment. so when somebody says they're going to buy a town home or a condo, but i've got them pre approved for say two hundred and fifty thousand on a single family they may not they may only now approve for say 220 so their their price point You've goes got, down
4: so the the HOA fee really does factor into what you're going to be able to buy it's important and a lot of people don't they're like well you know I'm gonna pay that for have my, my yard mode well that's fine you know after the fact but we still got to get you into the property right. to, mm-hmm. the, to begin with
3: now well, if you think about it I've, I've talked about it many times that your your standard rule of thumb is about five dollars per thousand so what's five divided into two hundred dollars well that's forty thousand. That means instead of you buying that $250,000 single family, you're buying a 210000 uh, town townhome or condo.
4: And let me just tell you, right now in the under two hundred and fifty price point in any category, it is piranha fest. Um, it is so competitive that you have to be prepared to do the fight, and you have to be prepared to stay. You can't come into this and think, well, I'm just going to try it out. If you really want a single family home or, or any type of home, just understand that this market is very, very tight for inventory, and it is going to be competitive, and you've got to bring your A game. So whatever that looks like, and, and that's where the puzzle comes into place. Every situation is different. Um, so Phil, you you know, you and I were talking about one of the di- di- differentiators would be the guarantee that Amic Home Loans offers for the buyers and sellers. Explain how that program works.
3: Uh, that this program has just been phenomenal for us over the last year. It's it's helped many. Uh, buyers be able to purchase a home because what ends up happening is once you've done an application with me, I have my staff automatically submit your file, the full file with all your financials, application, credit, and all. and we sum- submit it for through our Amic Express program. Once it comes back out of Amic Express, which actually goes right to an underwriter to be underwritten, takes maybe three to four days max to get that done we're able to provide that specific buyer with a $10,000 guarantee. How does the guarantee work? Basically what we're telling the sellers, once I send out what's called the Amec Express Guarantee, I'll send along the contract of the $10,000 contract to both the buyers and the sellers, basically stating that if we don't close this loan, the sellers will receive $5,000 automatically from Amec Home Loans, and the, and the buyer will receive up to their first mortgage payment all the way up to $5,000 paid for by Amic Home Loans as well.
2: If they don't close? Or if if we do
3: home- not close, okay. we're going to compensate the seller and the buyers oh, wow. for wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Very, very few institutions are willing to put their money, sorry to say, where their mouth is mm-hmm. and and provide that type of guarantee. That- and
4: I can say from experience that working with this guarantee has helped my buyers win contracts when they weren't necessarily the highest offer, but they were the most maybe solid offer in the seller's mind. And who doesn't love a good guarantee? Right. It's just takes the risk and the fear out of it. So, you know. Maybe you've got two offers that look pretty similar, but you've got loan officer A, no guarantee. Loan officer B, Amec, has a guarantee. Which one's stronger? Well, of course, the one with the guarantee. We all I, love that.
3: Yeah, I think there's another piece to this puzzle, though, with that guarantee. What happens if the sellers accept my buyer's offer and, and they take an offer? Let's say they take an offer from somebody else that doesn't do the guarantee well, maybe my sellers here already have another home that they're supposed to be closing on and they were expecting to get their money. Well, we're going to compensate them if we don't do our job and I can't tell you the last time I've had a loan denied.
4: Yeah, it's a strong guarantee and for sure sellers do like it. Um, Phil, you know, so another scenario that we run into is when you're working with a client that has a family member or maybe themselves is going through a very serious illness. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that triggers a lot of different thought processes while you're going through something serious like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, am I going to live? And if if I'm not, I've got to think about what I'm going to do with this house. Is this house too much for me? Um, do I need to get into a smaller place? Um, what are the things that I need to be thinking about, about my living situation? And one of the things that you you and I were talking about is that You know, if you if you're not working full time, what are the implications of that if you want to make a change in your housing?
3: Well, believe it or not, you you have to be employed or you have to have a revenue monthly revenue stream in order to qualify for a home loan. So if somebody gets gravely ill and then they decide they're not going to work and maybe they're receiving some form of of it is compensation from their employer, say FMLA or something like that. That kind of income cannot be counted towards their monthly revenue. So people like that can have a very difficult time. You can sell your house, uh, and hopefully you have enough equity in your house that you can just buy a house for cash. But getting financing for that can be difficult. Now, there is a way, kind of a it, that I would maybe propose to a client, and that would be, is there a family member in your, in your family that could buy a home for you As an investment property, and yes, it requires a a minimum of 20% down, and you're still receiving income from maybe Social Security or you receive an FMLA, that might be a way to get around that to where where you would qualify for the house or qualify to buy a house based on a different type of revenue stream.
4: Well, I think that this is really important information for people. If you're out there and you know someone that's going through this, we really welcome your questions. Uh, Be
2: sure and give us a call. 651-641-1071. What are we talking about at the next break? We're going to continue talking
4: about illnesses and how that affects your your ability to make changes with your housing. And we'll take all of your questions and whatever you're interested in talking about real estate and
2: mortgage. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Sonny sitting in for Miss Shannon, and I'm joined with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson, and we are answering any of your questions 651 641 1071. Where are we going next with this uh, topic? Well, you know, I think that
4: um, when people are, are facing an illness, clearly um, there's just a massive amount of needs that happen all at once, right, Phil?
3: Exactly, just,
4: just it blows up. It's just like, oh, where do I? What do I do first? And you know, many of their fears and concerns about real estate is that you know, well, what if I can't take care of the property anymore? You know, may, I don't have an association. I live in a single family home, and now I've got to worry about my grass and my snow getting t- taken care of. Um, so those are things that you you think about, and you think, well, you know, are they? Are you afraid that you're going to outlive your money and that's like you don't know how long you're going to live if you've been given that type of diagnosis and you're afraid that if you sell it and everything that you see is more expensive, what are your options?
3: Well, I mean, I think there's lots of options when you you run into a situation like that. And I mean, I deal with this. I'm not going to say commonly, but it, it comes across my desk every now and then, and it just comes down to finding out what the consumer wants to do, what are they trying to achieve, and seeing if there's a mortgage solution that could potentially help them. Now, one thing that that an individual could do in a situation like that is they could turn their property into a rental if they needed to, and they could actually have a property management company actually handle putting the renters into that home while that person then moves to, say, a, a nursing home or they're going to live with family because they need to have family with them. Uh, I think there's there's a multitude of uh, ways that, that that can be resolved.
4: Right. And then the other thing is, you know, you if you need referrals and if you've got friends or family that are going through this right now, you know, Phil and I have a wealth of, of referral information. For instance, if you need an estate planning attorney, um, now you maybe you've delayed uh, getting a will because it's just never been important and you're young. Um, if you need a power of attorney drawn up for somebody to act on your your behalf when you're maybe not conscious or what have you, or a healthcare directive, maybe you need a a complete estate plan or even or just a accountant. simple will. Yeah, yeah. an accountant uh, can help. How?
3: I, I think I think the vast amount of resources that Mimi and I have, I don't think there's really a scenario that can be brought to my plate where I can't come up with some solutions or Mimi can't come up with some solutions and say, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, And then cause the consumer to be able to, you know, maybe get a little bit of clarity or a little bit of direction,
4: right? And you know, and if you're in the middle of doing this estate plan and you don't have your trust documents back and that sort of thing, maybe we wait a little bit of time. Um, maybe you could do talk with your estate planning attorney about doing a life estate, mm-hmm. uh, depending on who's buying your house and allow you the privilege to live there and until you pass. I,
3: I just I just did a transaction. It was about three months ago where the the consumer was gravely ill. And she asked me to deal with her son and daughter. And basically uh, it is help them figure out a way with them because all she had to do is just tell me, talk to them. And I did the whole transaction through their, their, basically their relatives.
2: Okay. Okay. If, if you have questions, please call 651-641-1071. We have Amy on the line. She's ready to sell. Good morning, Amy. Welcome to Red Hot Real Estate Show. What's your question? Good
0: morning. Well, I'm in a house where my husband, we had a divorce about three months ago. Mm -hmm. The house was way too big for me. I got stuck with the house payment. I can't afford it. It needs a lot of work because he never did any work on the house. And I just don't, I want to start somewhere. I just don't know where to start. Like, do I sell it to someone like we buy ugly you know <laughs>
4: well you know or, amy um you've started at the right place um what we can do for you is we can run the numbers and come by and, and give you an idea of what you could sell it for just like it is and then provide you with some options about where where you're going to go next. That's the biggest piece for, for folks right now is, you know, you, we don't want to sell you into homelessness. So we want to make sure that we're planning for a plan B before you sell plan A. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I mean, I literally...
3: I would say the know, first th- place to start, Amy, would be you talking with Mimi, having her uh, come out and see your property do a CMA uh, at the same time. It would be probably be a great idea that you apply online through my website at www.callphilolson.com cost call, call, call philolson.com. Phil yep. Just like a telephone call. And that way, Mimi and I can be working your scenario simultaneously. And that way Mimi can come back and say, okay, I think, This house will sell based on where it's at right now at this price. But if we maybe did a little bit of paint, maybe did a little bit of fixing, it would come in at this price. That's going to then let me know what's the equity position, because I'm assuming you'd like to sell and you'd like to maybe get into another property that's more affordable.
0: I would surely like to sell. I just want a tiny little house just for me and my two toxins, (laughs) but like I, I had a friend um, come over because we have cedar siding and you know some of it needs to be replaced and there's a couple of broken windows that need to be replaced but I can't afford to do it Okay. okay. And that's what I'm afraid of is you know I can't sell it the way it is right now but well, I can't afford to fix it either right. by well, myself
4: well thank you for calling and trusting us with that question because there's a lot of folks out there just like you Amy that have got the same thing going on but um, if you've left your information with our producer we'll contact you
0: this week That'd be perfect.
4: Okay, thank you so much. Look forward to working with you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. What a great call, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and that is
3: it's a life situation.
4: So it's it's a whole business model, right? There's just a whole host of of companies out there that are looking for this type of situation and taking and and not really allowing them to get full value for Mm -hmm. what they really can on the open market, you know. So the the companies that come in, you're not going to get your best price. That's my opinion. So um, we definitely want to talk a little bit more and finish up the, t- the conversation about people who are facing illnesses and options for them. And then we can uh, take
2: all of our listeners' questions on any real estate and mortgage question. Yeah, and you can call us at 651-641-1071. You're listening to Red Hot Real Estate with Phil Olson and Mimi Shoneman. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Sonny. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. I have Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson with me here today. They're answering all of your real estate questions at 651 641 1071. We're going to jump right into caller Jamie. He is ready, or he, I'm, I apologize. It could be he or she, is, is looking for a home. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Uh, what's your question?
1: So. My husband and I just got pre-approved for a mortgage on Monday. Okay. And we are looking more towards a townhouse because
3: of our ages. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But everybody keeps telling us that that's a bad idea because there's no equity.
3: Well, here's what I will tell you. If you're going to buy, it is a townhome or a condo. I recommend that you buy in a very large townhome and condo association, number one. Two, I recommend that you read. It is the bylaws of the condo association and make sure you understand them thoroughly. And then I would want to find out, me as a consumer, me as the mortgage guy, okay? I would want to know from the association, what is the percentage of rentals in that specific condo or townhome association before I would decide to purchase that specific property? You don't ask those questions. I think... It's, there's a possibility that your investment may not as be be as good as you think it is.
4: And so, are you? do you know what type of program you're using? Are you using FHA, conventional? VA. Your VA.
3: Your VA, okay. okay.
4: So, you probably already heard us say that not every seller will take those types of financing, unfortunately. Oh, we're
1: well aware. Okay, okay. So <laughs> In the past five days, yeah, we found out that a lot of, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So let me ask you the question. Can I ask what price point you're at? What what price point are you looking for uh, a townhome or condo, or what have you been pre-approved up to?
1: We're pre-approved up to two hundred and forty-five.
3: Two forty-five. Okay. All right.
1: We don't want to top that out. So our the realtor we found she she set our search on the MLS from one hundred and eighty
3: to $235,000. Okay. All right. So the one thing I would tell you to maybe consider is ask yourself the question, if I have to pay a $250 a month association fee, could I hire out somebody to do my lawn? And could That's I hire exactly out somebody to take care of the snow? Versus- That's
1: exactly what I was asking. I was saying that to my husband and my coworkers, you know, were looking. I was like,
3: couldn't we hire somebody
1: for less than
4: that to do that? You sure could. And they all say no. Yeah, you could um, all day. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Jamie, I would also have your realtor put in single-family homes, and you know, oh, no, she's looking
1: for those too. Okay, so but we, we didn't limit ourselves just to townhomes. We're just leaning towards townhomes. Yep. But just because we're our forties, this is our first you know house, and it's like I don't want to be. You know, sixty-five years old, struggling
3: my driveway. I understand that. You're how old right now?
1: I'm forty-one. He's forty-three.
3: Okay, then, then what I would definitely recommend if you're in that age bracket right there, understand? You can always sell your house if you're going to change your situation in the future. So, if you think about it, if the standard appreciation rate of a home is about six to seven percent annually, where a townhome or a condo is about three. You will make far more money on a single family home over the life and let's say you're only in this home for 10 years, 15 years. Don't think of this next home at the age of 41 that you're gonna be in there for 25 years. You could sell it and then you could move to that town home when you get into your, your your later years. At least that would be my recommendation to you.
4: And I would always, if I can add one more tip, I would go farther outside of the city metro. And get more value in a home. The I mean it's only gonna keep getting bigger, the suburbs that are on the outer rings. You know, I think a lot of people get caught up with I only want a fifteen minute commute to my job when there's the house of their dreams, if they would just go a little bit further. That's just my opinion. That makes sense. Yep. Well, we would love to help you, let us know how we can help you and thank you so much for the call. Thank you guys. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Jamie. So much. Yeah. Great call. Yeah, Great call. Um, I, I do think that I, a lot of a lot of folks that because they've been renters and they're used to a really short commute mm-hmm. that they get hung up on. I only want to drive. You know, I, I hear that over and over. Yet if you would just open your open two more possibilities of going a little further and maybe that additional commute is going to get you exactly what you want and help you to, to get started in real estate. We're not saying you have to stay there forever, but right. let's just get you started.
3: I've had a few clients, specifically in Amy's situation, and they're they're at the two hundred and forty, two hundred and fifty price point, and they're talking to me about buying in Cottage Grove, Woodbury, uh, Stillwater area, and I go, that's going to be kind of tough, okay? I mean, we do have some communities here in the metro that you can get a home for two hundred and fifty thousand and not be in Minneapolis or Saint Paul if you want to be in the suburbs, but I've posed the question: Are you open to Western Wisconsin?
4: Oh, yes. Believe it or
3: not, you go to Western Wisconsin, you can find a beautiful home for two hundred and fifty thousand. You're probably on half an acre, one acre of land. And and but people are always afraid. Well, the taxes are higher in Wisconsin. You get more home in Wisconsin. It's a cheaper home. And yes, your taxes are more. Well, the problem it's is, it's a wash. The,
4: the beautiful thing is that the land over there is less expensive. Correct. Therefore, the building is less expensive. Therefore, you get a better value. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Western Wisconsin, and when you think about how far that actually is from St. Paul, we're talking less than thirty, 30 minutes. minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, nothing yeah. anymore, right. and so. I'm a huge fan of it. So if you're looking at Western Wisconsin, I'd love to talk to you. Um, let's go back to what we were talking about uh, with regard to um, the elderly and ill people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what their options are when that happens. And so I think that one, one thing I don't think that folks know is like if you've got a, a family member that is going to be seeking medical assistance from a county program, um, the county is going to get that money back someday somehow and you know you may be surprised if mom doesn't have a will or or some sort of trust in place and you've and you're like well gosh your mom seems to be living so well and I don't know I'm not worried about her but she's living living good up into her elder years and then she passes and you're like oh my gosh that that city that county gave her medical assistance and now they've put a tax lien on my property so this is these are what does
3: that look like well, I know I know I know what you're talking about right now, but let's tell the consumer what does that look like what that name?
4: looks like is that you need to have a really good real estate attorney an estate planning attorney that can help you resolve that and a good real estate agent to help them do it as well you know you the state and the county you can negotiate that down. And so, you know, this is a subject that probably is going to go way too long for us to discuss here on the air. But if that is your question, definitely
2: reach out to us with an email. But we've got a caller right now. Yeah, we've got Heidi on the line. Heidi, Hi, good Heidi. Good morning. Welcome to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. What's your question? Well,
5: Sarah, my dog is in the backseat. She might be a little whiny. Um, so we own a home in northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it's a big home and it has a big deck. That's kind of we always used to call it the house on stilts, and so we because it was up in the air, um, and so we put a like a three season room underneath that deck. Okay. And we're now in a position where we want to sell the house. We the commute has gotten too much. We're just we're just ready to be done with it, but we haven't finished the room under the deck. So It's got you know the cement floor, it's got all the walls, it's, you know but it's not like the floor is not finished, and we have not put on um, any paneling or anything inside. Okay. And my husband says, then we'll just ask less for the house. Um. And I say, well, why don't we just spend a few thousand dollars and then we can actually ask more for the house. I, and, would, um,
3: I would definitely recommend that you finish off that room. That's going to give that property a lot more value. And if we're talking putting in some carpeting and maybe putting up drywall, right? Uh, what What are your thoughts there, mean? Well,
4: did you did I understand you to say it's three season, not four?
5: Right. There is no um, ductwork in the room.
4: Okay. Well, that may make a difference. Um, so, you know, I think that it would be a good idea to have somebody do, do some numbers for you, Heidi, and, you know, just kind of give you an example. And depending on how northern you are, it may, you know, vary on how many comps are, we'll be able to pull for you.
2: We can certainly look at it. Okay. And then, It's definitely something that,
3: that Mimi and I can help you with.
2: Okay. All right. All could right. you leave your okay. Could you leave your personal information with Producer Hope, and then Mimi and Phil can follow up with you? I did. Awesome. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, so. Heidi. Okay. That was a great question. Yeah. Finishing rooms
4: oftentimes add value, but it's a case by case scenario because mm-hmm. if it's three season versus four, maybe it will add just nominal value. So depending on what it costs to finish it, you know, it depends.
3: I, I would I would say if it's got a lot of sunlight that's presented to it, uh, be it where it's an enjoyable place for the consumer to be in spring, fall and winter um and maybe a heating source can be as as little as maybe you know sideboard heating exactly in there but having that room finished off that's going to increase the square footage of the home which is then going to create more value
4: exactly so man we've had some really great callers today awesome awesome and you you know we thank you for that because it makes our show so much more uh, enjoyable we love talking with you phil Tell everybody how to get a hold of you during the week.
3: They can reach me at 651-238-6748. That is my personal cell. I take calls from 7 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, Monday through Sunday. Or it can be as simple as shooting me an email at phil at call, C-A-L-L, phil olson, O-L-S-O-N.com.
4: Absolutely, right. and I did wanted to remind everybody, as usual, we have the Spring 2019 Guides for Buying a Home and Selling a Home. If you're thinking that that's something that you're kind of tinkling with, you're not really sure, we can definitely get those for you, too, and we've got a lot of great links posted on our show page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Phil, you know, I think that the other thing that people could do um, is that they could actually sell their property contingent on finding and closing on another property. Sure. Um, I think that that's a a good scenario for folks where you put that into the contract. And, you know, that kind of protects you. and it allows you to go shopping for the next home.
3: I've seen purchase contracts come across my desk where the where the sellers are basically telling the buyers that you're going to give me ninety to one hundred and twenty days to find my next home. And buyers are accepting that because they're just happy to get a contract
2: perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Red Hot Real Estate Show. Be sure to check out all of the links at MyTalk1071.com. And uh, thanks, you guys. Thanks.
3: Happy Sunday, <laughs> y'all. Happy
2: Sunday.